Hello there. I just fell over in my room, tripped over the camera, and uh, <laughs> I just do those things. That's what I'm like. I'm just clumsy like that. <laughs> anyway, good epi, as always, with your boy. And it takes me a clean 30 minutes every episode to get into the juice. And uh, this episode, let me let me summarize it. I talk about... I talk about um, a few uh, few things I've heard about and what I've experienced personally over the last three months or two and a half of uh, just being a process guy. And I hope it helps. I hope you enjoy it. And if not, I'll catch you later. Um, there's always more episodes. That's the beauty of it. So thanks for being here. You're a legend. Let's get in the epi. Na, 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 na. I'm almost famous. Chill out, mom. I'm doing it my own way. I'm almost famous. I'll freak off yet. I'll make my money someday. What up? Special shout out to the... Um the the twenty five to fifty people who watch the YouTube video that's getting a getting a, f- a view of this absolute look right now. I, I I what would I say? What do I call this look? I'm wearing my uh, cousin Sonny's, and I'm gonna be honest, they're they're quite aggressive, and they don't look that aggressive when he wears it because they they kind of match his. He just he just wears these style of Sonny's, and I've never thought anything about it. But when I put him on, let me let me paint a picture here. I'm taking a look in the camera. Um, at a big douche level, crank the douche knob way up. I got a beanie on. I don't know why I have a beanie on as well. I'll tell you why I'm wearing the sunnies because it's fucking bright in here. I got two lights blaring in my face and the sun coming through the window because it's sunrise. I'm doing this Wednesday morning. Let me see. See if I can get you a little pick so you can get a little glimpse of what I'm looking at here. A little sunrise. Surprise. Nice little view of the city there. I'll put that in the video too. But uh, yeah, it's cool. let's just say it's quite bright. I'm getting hit from all fucking angles here. So I, I I would normally put on my own sunnies if I didn't run them over uh, a few weeks ago. I don't know if I said that on the pod. I did the old uh, sunnies on top of the car routine. And uh, it's quite an embarrassing... Uh, you know what it was? It was... I went to the gas station. It was a few weekends ago, <clears throat> maybe three. I don't even remember. Um, to fill up jerry cans for the snowmobiles for a first ride. You know, I was distracted. I was, I, and I don't, I don't really fill up jerry cans that often. I don't really know the deal. I pull up, just pull out like five jerry cans because I don't have one big one. And uh, the sunnies fell off my head. I, I lifted them up because I needed to see inside the the jerrys, make sure I don't overfill them. So I'm like, oh, I'll just put them on top of the car so that doesn't happen again. And I even made like a little like, you know, sometimes you, you do a self-reminder. You're like, don't for- make sure you don't forget those up there. Like I was smart enough. I was smart enough to like be like, you would forget those. So don't forget those. I was like, all right, you big old dumb bitch. And um, five jerry cans later, I hop in the car and I drive away. And I'm just playing my tunes, just bopping down the road. And I'm like, oh, it's kind of bright. And then I'm like, ah. Right, of course, of course. It's bright. What would I need? My sunnies. My sunnies are on top of the car. 
crank the fast and the furious handbrake turn. I was 10 minutes down the road and I was like, you know what? I, I was thinking that they would have fallen off right in the parking lot. And I was like, oh, you know, if there's still a chance. There's a chance. Uh, 10 minutes. So by the time I get back, there be it would have been 20 minutes pushing it. Someone either might have stolen it, run over it, but I still had hope. You know, this is a, this is a country gas station. You never know. And, um, I pull up to, I pull up and they're nowhere. They're, they're, I'm like, someone must have stolen that. I don't even see them squish. So that the only explanation is they're stolen. I go into the gas station. I'm like, did anyone return a pair of sunnies? She's like, no. Oh my God. All right. Too bad. And I pull out the exact way I went to pull out and they're sitting in the middle, middle of the road or a couple shiny bits of my favorite pair of, <laughs> you know what? I'd love to, I'd love to put a montage up now of all the good good photos I had with those sunnies rest in peace they were my favorite sunnies and now I'm wearing my cousins because he left them at my cottage uh, last time he was here in the summer and he now he lives in BC so they're fucking mine now buddy as well as your toiletry kit I don't know why you left an entire toiletry kit I feel like that's like a big pack but um, yeah no I got these sunnies on quite aggressive look I don't mind it though I've so the, like to sum it up what do I look like I I look like kind of like Johnny drama mixed with like for some reason like my muscles are absolutely busting out of this shirt right now um but because it's just like a weird shirt deep you um how do I how do I put this like 90s douchebag that has a little bit of muscles but isn't that jacked but it's like showing it off with aggressive shades and a beanie, which makes no sense. Like in California, like would a beanie make sense? No. Like that kind of look. Um, all right. Anyway, enough roasting myself. <clears throat> I got some updates. Um, things are, things are kind of working in a weird way. And I wanted to talk about it as well as just, you know, my, my regular spiels on, on how to get famous. And famous is synonymous with successful. I don't, I don't really mean like, I honestly don't care if not a single person knows who I am as long as I can live the lifestyle I want to live. But unfortunately unfor- or unfortunately, I don't know. Um, the career I chose, fame is an indicator of success. So I like to, I like to hammer that one. Um, yeah, so this studio that we're in, the backdrop looking at, if you didn't catch next ep- last episode, we finally set up kind of like the stewed. We have a big open. I, I split my room in half. I did a whole walkthrough. You can see in the last video, we put up these kind of like sound absorbing curtains. And, you know, other than lights and a couch and some decorations and some like foam and shit, like for the most part, we're like pretty, we're pretty set here. And um, I, uh, I, I want to, I want to get guests in here. Like the whole reason. I, I wanted to set up the studio was a, so I'd have like a sound dampened environment to make music, which is priority number one, but priority number two, I'd have enough space where I'd have, you know, a place to have guests on again, because it, it, whether it's better, I don't know if it's better for you, the listener, if it's better for me, but I just like, I loved having guests on and, you know, Rona's, uh, we're about to open back up. Well, I think at least I hope, like, I think the, in, in about a week, they're going to loosen up some restrictions <laughs> And uh, the couch is supposed to arrive this weekend. It's been like a long dra- dragged out process because I'm waiting on a free couch from a friend. 
like I, I don't know if it's ours to keep, but like it's ours to hold. Like he's getting a new couch, and I think they were gonna just store his couch, but I'll store it here. It's also how we've gotten some artwork, just like um, people that have big art pieces. Instead of putting them in storage, we just like throw them in our throw them in our crib. But yeah, once I get the couch and like a little bit of a relaxed Rona vibe, um, I have this whole list of people I've been talking to, like that I want to have on the pod. We've been chatting like, oh, I'll get you on the pod once I get the studio set up in this new place. And that was like months and months ago. And we're finally hitting that point. And I'm, I'm super excited. Um, so couch coming in. I want to get out. I want to get a little logo behind the couch, some decorations on the wall, put up the LEDs, get a little, get a little vibe going. And that'll all be, I'd say, I'd say within the next couple of weeks, there's no reason why that all shouldn't be set up. So get psyched, putting the commitment out there into the world otherwise like things are grooving i don't know i don't know if you can tell by my do shades but like i'm vibing right now just uh still getting up early working out just making small improvements working more like i got i i said the last happy year a couple episodes ago i got a part-time job in finance just to uh supplement my increased bills and the fact that Papa Trudeau isn't going to be, I'm not going to be on that. You know, I can't be on that government tip forever. You know, it was, a, it was a blast. I'll be honest. And a part of me, a part of me hopes they might just toss me a few more bones, but, um, no, anyway, the place we moved into like a little bit, I'd say <laughs> it's, it's effectively, I'm paying effectively double the rent that I paid when I first moved out, out like two years ago. Um, we were paying 860. I was paying 860 at my old place because we were splitting it four ways. And then we, um, one roommate moved out. We we're splitting it three ways. It was 1100. We were, we were paying each and now I'm paying a cool 1550 plus utilities and internet. So you can, we're, uh, yeah, we're, I'm, um, I don't like, I don't even know how, I honestly don't know how I fucking do it sometimes, but my, uh, my mentality was I'll find a way to pay for it and just build the environment that you think you, that you think, that you think you want. It was a total experiment and kind of like making a mistake and like, and just pushing your comfort zone. And I'll tell you what, like I was comfortable paying 860. I was also just a fucking loser because <laughs> I didn't need to work that much to pay that. And I would just like, <sighs> and let's just, when I say I didn't need to work a lot, like I was working a lot on bullshit. I was spending a lot of my, t I was working morning till night thinking I was a hard worker, but I wasn't, I wasn't making money and I wasn't making a lot of music. So what the fuck was I working on? Like origami swans over there? Like what was I doing? Um, but now, but now, if you've been listening, I don't even need to tell you, like, I'm on the whole, like, literally New Year, New Me, had a big COVID self-discovery, I'm just on discipline, process, trying to be un uncomfortable, and um, so this whole new vibe is, like, I was really uncomfortable with the idea of moving into, a, like, an adult's place, like, this is a modern, nice home with space, I got a f garage with a little door opener, you know, it's a larger rent, nice utilities, got to furnish it, all these expenses, 
and that made me uncomfortable. And, but, you know, I looked at it and I was like, well, um, and I heard this the other day and I, I really like the saying, but like fear is a compass. And, uh, I don't know that mixed with like, I'm on this whole train, but like, what is life about? Life is fucking meaningless. Like just, just do shit. Like what is, what is money? Like what is all this shit? Just life is so short. Just do shit. Like who cares? Um, so fear is a compass and I was afraid, I was afraid of it. And I was like, no, like that means I should do it. Like kind of build the, and a buddy of mine, uh, Andrew, I talked to and he always has these like, he always paints these pictures. Oh, I'm going to like, I'm doing, cause he's, he's a home builder. So like he kind of like describes environments. He's like, Oh, like, a, you know, I'm building this in house and I'm throwing this in there. And he, he like describes like these environments and then want to ask him like what, what his plans are. And he's like, Oh, I'm going to build this like compound up North where, you know, it's got like, he, he kind of builds his environments. Like he, he's got, he rides dirt bikes and, and all this stuff too. And, and we have that kind of relationship. So he built a dirt bike track and you know, he's like going to build a, He's got a garage with all those tools and he works on cars and he kind of like builds out these environments where he can do the stuff he likes. And he always used to, you know, give me ideas. Oh, you should do this. You should do that. And I'm like, all right, easy there. Money bags. I don't have that kind of dough. But like recently I was like, I don't have that kind of dough. Cause I'm not working as hard as this guy. Like this guy's fucking, he, he grinds for it. And, um, so I, I just started thinking about like how to make, like, what do I want? And, and how do I, if I can, what am I able to do to my environment to make it like in line with that? And like, I, I get that some people, you know, if you have like a kid or maybe you, your family, um, is tough on money, you have to do a lot of contributing back. Like you may not have, it, you, you may just not be able to build some of these environments, but there's something you can do. Um, and uh, for me, what I could do is I could build a, a home studio and a home gym uh, because I, I had two other roommates that were willing to split a hefty rent. We're able to get a place that's got a garage um, that's big enough for a home gym and a car. And there's a room in the house that's big enough for a bed and a home studio. And, uh, you know, I was afraid of furnishing it and the cost and me and Robbie and I, we like, there's a bunch of cringe moments where like, ugh, like I have to, I have to hang up. Like all these curtains are like hung on things screwed into the roof, like all the way around the room and like all this kind of work and front loaded expenses. And, and then you do it and you know, you have these debts and then you go and you need to get a job and you get it. And you kind of just, you sell some shit, you, you make it work. And I don't know, it's, um, things have been, there's no, been no miraculous change. I think that's the most important thing is like new year. Also, I want to stop saying like, I listen back, I edit all the time. I hear my say, I hear myself say like all the time. I, I just, you, you know, the, you know, the classic, the classic when you're a, a speaker, no, don't say like all the time and um you and it gets your point across better. I'm a podcaster. I gotta I gotta be be conscious of these things. So like I'm just kidding. Anyway, uh lost my train of thought. Focus. Focus. No big changes. That's the point. Studio. 
you're dumb. I don't know. I'll just rewind. the The studio, the studio that we built, um, all these upfront expenses, get a job to take care of it, and, and the fact that, you know, it it, it didn't. The, my my fear before was that I needed to make the right choices all the time, and I was worried that I'd spend uh, that. You know, previously I used to think that oh, I need to sp- I need to buy these things to be better. Oh, I, I'm I need to buy a better computer or a better camera to be to make better videos, or I need to buy a better interface to make better music, and I need to buy all these plugins, and that was my limitations. So I was worried that you know me thinking I needed a home studio was more me like deferring again, uh, but with this new kind of train, this new discipline process train, it, 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 it you kind of address, you, you kind of address all those issues regardless. So that that's my worry at the end of the day, but the fact that I'm trying not to be an overthinker and I'm not a perfectionist, um, I, I make decisions kind of from the ground up now and it, it helps me to not, uh, to not like kind of fall into those traps. So, um, when I was living at home, I didn't have this home studio set up. I didn't have, you know, the blankets and I was just in my parents' basement and, uh, I could make noise in there, which is great, but it, you know, it wasn't sound treated. It wasn't spectacular. And I made sure that I started living on like a routine and my routine was get up early, workout, run, you know, 6am eat, stretch, start work in the morning, make some money in the morning and, and then do music the last couple hours of each day. Make some money like, like call it like 9am till two or three and then switch over for the last like two or three hours a day and make music, make sure I, I fit that in. And, uh, so I stuck with that routine sort of deal and, and over time coming into the new year. And I like that I didn't switch on the new years. I think it's, a very silly, but such a human thing we do where we, we kind of like, we were like, Oh, new year, new me. But I, I wanted to just change when I was ready. <laughs> so I changed in December and I was like, I'll just do it for a month. I'll just start. And I, and I set no expectations, no results. I wiped out, I flipped my entire decision-making thing on its head, which used to be find the perfect outcome, plan a way to get to that perfect outcome and spend a bunch of time on that. And then and then when you go to execute, you make really like precise, good attacks. And uh, and that was where I got wrapped up in, in, in all this shit. And so I, I changed it up to what's like the most, I, I realized that if I couldn't map anything out. I, I didn't even know where I, where I could go. So and whenever I tried to do that, I'd I'd end up mapping familiar paths to places I've kind of been before. So I just ripped I ripped the opposite. I went, what's like the the most obvious things I need to do? What's like the clear next step? If I want to be a musician, what's the what am I not doing? What do I need to do? And it was make music and get better. So make and improve. And all my overthinking is like, was just a deferral from committing fully. To, it was like, oh, I, you know, I'd spend so long just to put out two good songs. 
when every song we'd write would get better. And I'd be like, oh, this next one's better. And I was worried that like I was, that I'm like wasting creative energy when I just write and I write and I write. And that just sitting there and improving is a waste of time because it would take me so long to to get to where I need to be that I might as well just pay people or find people to, to help me. But the answer is you do both. You do it both because then you get better. And if I just stuck, if I just had a process mentality about music over the last two years, I'd be light years ahead of where I am now. And I'd still have worked with all those great people that I paid or, you know, we collaborated with, but I would have a much greater skill set and more options. And so I, I just, it was such a dumb way of, of working. So yeah, now I was just like, okay, that means every day, if I want to be a musician, I get better and I write. And even if it's not, you know, like like I said, this is a routine and some days you just can't do it with work or life, but you just, that doesn't matter as long as you just get back on, on track when you can and you just keep improving week over week. It's not, I think that's what people kind of mix up with discipline and especially me at first. I used to get real discouraged when I couldn't maintain a routine perfectly. But I think the idea is with discipline is that you know, sometimes you just can't do it. That's fine. Doesn't mean anything because you're not results oriented. It's like, okay, just you couldn't. And you're just honest with yourself. You hop back in the next day, you hop in the saddle. And uh, week over week with that mentality is much better than than when it was like, my when I was going off motivation, when I didn't get results or like some sort of like motivation feedback loop, just couldn't couldn't really fulfill the 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 fire I needed to keep working. I would just crash, and like not do things for like weeks. I was like, now I'm worried about missing like a day of constant effort towards a goal. It's just, it was just simple, and and so I did that routine at home, and it was like. I, I knew this studio was coming because we'd already signed the lease and like I had this vision of like a way out, but I wanted to make sure it wasn't a deferral. So I just started doing things before I got it. And and I started looking at even building the studio from the ground up, just like what do I need to start? Instead of going like, oh, I need all this gear or whatever. It's like, no, I just I just need to dampen some sound. This These desks are like beer pong desks. It's like, what do I need just to have just to be able to make music into the computer that sounds good, not bugging my neighbors and record a podcast and have guests, bare minimum. And then I'll go from there and I'll, I'll slowly build on it and I'll, I'll just figure out how to afford it. You and, and you just increase your lifestyle and you pay for it. And if I fail and if I fuck up, like it's, it's okay. So I made my best guess, been ripping the routine and I got to say, Slowly but surely, no miracles. Your baselines of improving, and, and when I say baselines, I, I mean like when you work off discipline, you constantly psych yourself up, and you constantly like, okay, let's work out, let's make music, like okay, we can, we you need to do this. But when I've been focusing on like discipline as my base, you there's always that mental chatter. You're like but you kind of remove, you have to remove yourself from it. And I haven't snoozed my alarm yet in, in 2021 or even since December. And I get up 6am or 6.30, uh, like not every day I get up at 
6 a.m. Like if I have if I have to do a really really late night for something, I'll push it. It doesn't matter though, as long as I get up when I say I'm going to get up the night before. Haven't snoozed my alarm. I wake up in the morning and you know it started out being a I would just run and and I had no plan, no results. I wasn't like, oh, I'm training for a marathon or I need to get my my heart better. I was just like, oh, I said like again. I, I was just doing, I was just doing something to build mental toughness and something to build routine. And I didn't know what to do. So instead of overthinking it, I just said running. I hate running, but it's good for you. And it was cold out. So I'll just run every morning, do some form of cardio every morning. When I can, some days it's super snowy. I skip rope, or I do uh, like some like yoga. Like you can get like real cardio, like movement yoga going. And when you don't focus on the results and you just kind of focus on input only, it takes this massive pressure off that you usually have to motivate yourself and psych yourself up, saying that there's this huge reward. But you just do it because you know you got to do it. And I realized that there's no comfy life where you don't have to do this. At no point will I ever reach a place where you don't have to work on your health, where you don't have to eat right, where you don't have to work on your craft or your music. So I was like, what, what, why am I spending so much time thinking about a, this comfortable like life where I don't have to do all that, where I could just spend my time getting used to it and getting better at it? And uh, so this is where, this is where like it always takes me thirty minutes to get warmed up into the meat of the podcast, but this is where I kind of wanted to get to with it all. Is like the like you motherfucker the the idea that you don't have to work hard or you don't have to work out or anything comes easy to anyone is this big facade, and if you're living life comfortably there's a really good chance that you're not getting to where you think you could or should. And it's really rare. And I'm not saying it's, I, don't, I know everything. And I'm the, I'm the know, knower of all, but it's really rare that someone just has all the predispositions to be successful in all aspects of their lives comfortably. And this, I think this happens in people. I think you see people that, naturally love making like they're instead of playing video games or or socializing they can't get enough of making music and just making it all the time and putting it out and they're like they love that and that could be something that leads to success and they're really comfortable maybe there's some people that are really comfortable selling themselves and and they're they don't care to be on instagram being what up look at me this is my stuff and they might be comfortable and i think that's great and all but you know, there's got to be some areas in everybody's life and even for those people, whether it's health or personal or happiness or whatever, where it would be uncomfortable for them to to do the required things to be successful at it. And I think I'm fortunate in a way that I'm not naturally comfortable in some of the core things that uh, I, or sorry, like I... <laughs> I have a good mix and I have the perspective to now realize that growth, because I wasn't naturally comfortable in stuff, I've had to fight and really work for it. So without having to fight for it, I wouldn't have got this perspective of discomfort and, and um, you know, the fact that I don't like sales and I don't like 
I, I, I'm a perfectionist and I don't kind of like the idea of just toiling and working away every day and putting myself out there without having a precise, like clear message or idea or, you know, all this shit. So the fact that I've had to work on it has gained perspective. So I think I'm fortunate in that way. And, and if this new mentality kind of is clicking, then it, it may be a way to genuinely reprogram your subconscious and make yourself more just get used to the things you got to do. And, and to be honest, deep down, we really like this stuff. We think ourselves out of liking it, but you really like it. You never regret a workout. You never regret making music. You never regret finishing a project or, or traveling or getting you know that thing for yourself that you really need um, or even really want. Uh, and, and making mistakes, we're so scared of it, but realistically, it's never really that bad. And you you kind of do the work around it and you usually get better and kind of learn some things. And I don't know, it's an over it's an overthinker thing. And uh, so I saw a few things. I saw a few things like these are tidbits. They always pop up on like, whether it's an Instagram, some guy talking or TikTok. And the guy was basically like, I think he was on Mike Tyson's podcast and he was talking about like something, talking about something that really rang true with him. And he said it was, I think Jocko Willick, Wilnick, the SEAL guy was talking about this. This is his idea that you are exactly where you deserve to be. There's no greater force that dictates where you are. And I, I'm going to put a caveat to this at the end, but I, I agree with this for the most part. And he said it's it's kind of dark, and it's kind of it seems like heavy at first, but usually usually reality is, and we just pretend that it's not the case uh, because it makes us feel better. And and most people on this planet are so they haven't kind of elevated outside of the voices in their head enough to see that, that they, that they are an individual that can make choices outside of their subconscious kind of habits and rhetoric. But if you do, you're able to understand a concept like this, that you are entirely where you are based on the, the choices you've made and nothing else really. Uh, people talk about luck and, and stuff like that, but, Sure, but it, it really is, sure, some people win the lottery, but look at the odds of it. The The rest of the successful people, and, and I'd say the majority, the vast majority are where they need to be, and you can get really unlucky, and you can get really lucky, but these are in the fringes, and they're not something you you should ever count on. And that, that like that's the idea, right? You should never count on the lottery. Never count on the fact that you'll get in a catastrophic car accident. Good and bad things happen in the fringes. And semi-bad and semi-good things happen more frequently if, if it's like a distribution. But again, you, you count on the the law of averages, which is for the most part, results are going to come from input and opportunity is going to come from action and change is going to come from. So it's like, why not live in the probabilities? You know, why not live in the space? And in that probability, for the most part, it's your choices that put you wherever you are. Uh, it's, it's you, it's not 
it's not any external factor. It's not, it's not even, you know, your, your, your environment and your upbringing and all this stuff, all that, all that did to affect your, um, where you are now is it's what shapes your personality. So yeah, you can blame, you know, your environment and your upbringing and, you know, the people around you and, and bad stuff happening to you, but you can actually really mostly only blame it for shaping your personality to be someone who gets exactly what you have or lives exactly how you live. And the part of that personality might even be blaming all these things for what you are, but it's, it's unfortunate, but it's true that in theory and in, in, in the law of averages, if you just acted differently, you would have a different set of circumstances. Um, and you'd also have a different mindset and different this and that. Um, and that works for the most disadvantaged and the most advantaged people as well as for the average person. Um, which I, I do consider, uh, I do consider myself just to be, which is just like, you know, nothing, I, I, I don't need to, if I, if I think of myself in any different way, it just kind of, it's meaningless. Even if some things are true, it's just, you're the average person, which means whether it goes up or down, it's all up to me. It just, it, it, it puts it more on you. And, um, so, so yeah, just, just something to think about with this discipline and this process-based mentality and perfectionism is really that I wonder why some people get successful and my music doesn't take off and why I still have to work and why doesn't the podcast take off? Why can't I get sponsorships? Why can't I? And it's because I haven't done the actions. I haven't, I haven't done what I needed to do. And there's no other reason. And it's also just kind of freeing. It takes the weight of everything you're doing off. And my interpretation of the answer and the interpretation of the answer for a lot of books that you read, including The War of Art, is that the true answer to reprogram your subconscious, to gaining perspective, to achieving anything, is a couple core principles. And that is discipline, Routine, discomfort, growth, and not really overthinking everything and just moving forward with process. So that's what I'm trying this year. And that's where we're at. And it's it's uh so the progress is there. The 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 no spectacular change that I talked, you know, twenty minutes ago, it's a good thing. And I think if someone were to just compare a snapshot of me three months ago and a snapshot of me now, the improvement is fucked. Like fucked. I was a, where was I three months ago? And I'll put, I'll put four or five months ago when I, right around when I got dumped, um, uh, uh, I'll I'll put a little snapshot, not working at all. Businesses sitting there with, with no one at the helm. I, I would do maybe a day a week just to, I had, I had some obligations, you know, to my business partner and, and to, to keep the lights on basically collect government money, severely addicted to war zone. And I mean like just playing it as much as I could not exercising 
not making music, barely making a podcast, just, just skating through it. And, uh, just being a shit guy in general, just, yeah. And if, if anyone, if anyone identifies with this out there, this is, this person lives inside you like, fuck, uh, you, you fight, you fight this. This is what I, I've fought my entire life. They live inside you. It's, it's a lazy bum. It's a, the, there's a, there's a, a comfortable person inside you that wants you, that wants your body to be soft and happy and easy and not work hard. And I, I heard another, I listened to a podcast with another, uh, psychologist or psychiatrist. I don't even know what the, the differences are who talked about kind of these different personalities. And I've talked about them before as like different personalities and voices in your head. And he, be, he, he was saying that they're more developed and they have their, their, their own kind of matrices, just like, like you think you have. Um, and he said that there's actually like more of these, your, your brain actually compartmentalizes that your personality, your outward personality is made up of a collage of personality, personalities he believes. And, um, his, his whole theory was that if you start to actually interact with these personalities as personalities and understand their motivations and their drives, you can start to break them down, um, to kind of serve your overarching vision of what you want to be. Uh, but that's a different, that's a different topic. There's a person inside you, a personality inside, at least me, that just wants to be comfortable, that wonders why he's working so hard, that just wants to be happy, just wants to be. And um, then there's another personality that, that is never satisfied, that wants to take things to the fucking moon, that wants the most out of life. Because the perspective I've been given is that I'm one of the most fortunate people on planet Earth. If you look at all the billions of people, and and, and I mean, even, even if you were in the bottom 1% of wealth living in Toronto, you are one of the wealthiest people in the world. That blows my mind how fortunate we are. I'm looking out at a, de- a developed city with running water. We, the fact that we piss in clean water. The fact that our garbage gets taken away, the sh- we can shower. I'm, I'm, I'm in. I got a roof. It, it just anyway. So this part of me looks at myself and says, "Whatever lottery you want to talk about, luck. You want to talk about winning the lottery. You're alive. That's statistically impossible. When you look at the universe, it's almost statistically impossible that you are alive with all the different factors that add to line up and you're here and you're going to waste a, um, a minute of that, not trying to take it to the absolute moon. And, and I have that personality inside me too. And then you have the voice of reason, which, which mediates, you know, well, life's not just about grinding and working to the bone. It's about enjoying and being in the moment. And like all these conversations really, they, you end up moving down a path, but at the end of the day, you are the person above these voices. What makes you a human is that you can listen to these voices. That's what that that is the real defining factor between I think like thinking and your subconscious kind of personalities that re, that regurgitate learned feelings from a lifetime of experiences. And you know, I, I hope I hope with action and process I can start to break these down and just find the natural balance 
where you're working hard, but you like it. You know, you're producing, but it's not killing you. You're exercising and you're getting healthy, but you're, you're, you know, not again, overdoing it or like there, there's, there's a natural balance and you're socializing, but you're not deferring important work because of it. You're, you're playing video games, but it's a reward, not a, uh, deferral. It's like, there's, there's these natural balances. And I, I really think the only way to find them, like I said, the only way to reprogram anything or learn anything truly is by doing, taking your best guess about the first step and then doing that step with process, with routine. And we'll see. This is this is what this podcast is about, Almost Famous, because I think it's the final leg. I really, truly do. I think this is the final leg of the Too Many Jams journey. Three years figuring out what to do. Was it a deferral? <laughs> In hindsight, maybe. But now, now it's like as simple as make music every day. And, and slowly get better, reach out, interact with, with the people that can help you, even though it's uncomfortable, but you slowly build your network. Work out in the morning, go for a run. I'm now running 5Ks easily. It's weird. I, I hate running, and now I love running. It's a, At first, the home workouts, I, I, I said I needed a home gym. I need a home gym in order to work out because I need to lift heavy, and that's what I... and. I started to realize that it was a deferral because I wasn't even doing what I could do. I think that's a, that's a good indicator of when you're deferring it. It's like, if you say you need something to do something, but you know truly that you could be doing something already. So I, I said, no, I'm not going to buy the home gym until I've just mastered the process of working out for what working out is truly for, for health. Um, so my home workouts now are like really mobility focused, doing doing movements I've never done before. And good thing I didn't buy weights because I'm barely able to do half this shit. I'm shaking. I'm doing, I did a leg workout today. I could almost not walk down the stairs and I, and I want to go buy a squat rack. And a, so it's just like this, just slight change in perspective. And, and I, I really hope that uh, it's going to come through and I think it will. As I said, the snapshot from six months ago to now, what am I doing now? I get up every day that I can. Um, so I'd say about four to the five days a week, sometimes five out of the five working days. I get up at 6 a.m. I clean my room. I organize my shit, hang up everything, clean clean it up, get dressed. I head outside for a run, three to 5K. Usually it's a 3K sprint or a 5K um, jog. Uh, if it's too snowy outside and I do skip, I skip for, for 10 minutes as long as I can. Uh, or I do like some sort of kind of flowing motion to get the heart going and sweating. I rip a workout um, four to the five days. I do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off, Thursday, Friday. I work. Um, how many jobs now? I've I've got a part-time job. I've got a part-time job in finance. I got a my real estate photography business, which I'm super uncomfortable about selling and, and reaching out to agents. So like that's what I'm doing now. I have a jewelry businesses, one that's doing really well with my partner, Annika, and one that um, 
I've left dormant, but uh, I'm, I'm going to put out there on every episode that if someone is interested in being um, involved in that, it's I got a really good thing going with my one partner where she is super into social media and like in like branding and kind of is a face of the company um, because I kind of miss the I really miss the male jewelry like I'm wearing some of it right now we're in we're in like the necklace and the rings and we have all this stuff and it's all set up and we have a brand and we have content and we have websites and we already have existing customer bases and sales still come in even though it's a dormant business. And I always, my plan is that I'll keep it alive because I do intend to get successful um, in music and podcasting, which means exposure, you know, followers, which means I can run all merch and all stuff through Rist and Rye. So, you know, it, it will be, I can bring those eyes to it, which will help me just breathe enough life into it that I can justify, um, you know, uh, spending more time on that. But I, I just, where right now with my process mindset is I've mapped out, you know, stuff I got to give hours to, and I'm really trying to focus on the things earning me money so that I can maximize how much time I spent on music. But you know, it's, it's, it's the classic thing now that things are kind of going well and I got a grip on my schedule. I'm like looking for, looking for more. I'm like, maybe I could take it on. Uh, so if anyone out there is into kind of jewelry and fashion is good at selling. Cause that is, um, that is the thing that takes the most kind of effort for me. And that's why I'm kind of focusing only on doing it for the podcast and for music, because that is my core, um, driver of what I want to be in life as an entertainer, as a musician. Um, if someone is really good at that, just for lifestyle, just, you know, they're just a cool person. They dress well. They can sell. Whether it's even they're good at like online sales, and because I can make content really well and stuff like that. Or if you know someone like that, just have them reach out to me. I've been, I've been, I've had a bunch of meetings with people that have ideas, and when the right one pops up, I'll, I'll pounce on it. And it's, uh, it's an opportunity for anyone that, that can. The funny thing though is usually I have these meetings. And people are really excited. And I'm going to be honest, no bullshit. It's an amazing opportunity. If 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 it was offered to me at a, at a different stage of my life where someone was like, all this work has been done. You don't have to do any of that. You just get to run a business because the person running it has, has different dreams right now. And uh, and I've offered this to like a few people uh, and, and they just... It's almost like they they think, well, there must be a catch. Because why? That doesn't make any sense. It must be it must be a problem. And it's funny how the human psychology will will if you try to make like these perfect decisions, you you kind of talk yourself out, out, out of some stuff. But the catch is that it it's hard work. <laughs> so you're not gonna come in here and make money. Uh you have to make the money. That's the catch. But that's that's what being you, there's no business that you would that you would either start You'd have to do all that same work and then still go and make money. Um, so I think people just they, they they get caught up in that like whole work thing, um, and they they want to back out. They want to do something uh, something else that you know. And there is ways to do it. You can make money if you do the upfront work 
and build like a sales funnel, a sub funnel or a drop shipping company. You can make money in your sleep. But at some point, you have to do a boatload of work, whether it's front end loaded, whether it's spread out throughout, um, you know, whatever it is, you got to do that work and it's unavoidable. So, you know, I would say don't go for something like running a jewelry company unless it's an interest of yours, because that's, that's where it kind of fell off for me is that I was interested in it, but it wasn't a passion. It wasn't, um, you know, my core thing like music is. And I, could I, could I set up a drop shipping company and make money? Could I become a day trader with my knowledge and, and start, like those people are like, I made 6,000 bucks this week, maybe, but it would take a, a boatload of front loaded work and a lot of trial and error. And I'm just not passionate about it. And so I, I, the way I map my life is I'd rather just work on the stuff I, I want to be good at and um, see how that goes. And yeah, so process, process uh, applies to everything. But yeah, this, this, the day-to-day now is that's what it looks like for me it's and then still in the evenings i have time for a date i have time for uh, play video games to make dinner to make my meals to go shopping to have a bit of a life um even though most of it's locked inside so it's it's like it's like a night and day difference but for me it doesn't feel like a miraculous change because i'm not having to work really hard to live like this i'm just going through the motions just doing a little bit better each week, kind of, that's really all that matters. And some, some weeks are kind of like, I'm like, Ugh, like my, my workouts were, were they bad? And were the results? Like, am I, am I getting bigger? Am I eating enough? And instead of focusing on the results, I just go, well, why don't this next week you just do a little bit better? Do, oh, did I work, did I, did I do enough music? Did I work, did I make enough music? It's like, you know what, who cares? Just do a little, do a little bit more next week. And week over week, you do a little bit more and you get a little bit better. And then all of a sudden your workouts start looking a little bit better. Like I'm looking in the mirror. I'm, there were some results are coming through. Not that that's what it's all about. We, I put a little bit of effort into music and in a, in, in a, over a couple of weeks, we went from having no musical outlook to the studios booked in four weeks. And we have a plan um, to uh, finish the two songs that we're going to record as well as we collected 10 more, I think 10 plus more songs that we have written that were just kind of scattered through files and videos and we collect them all together. And now we have like just in a few weeks of just being a little bit better day by day, we have enough music for an, an album. If we get the money that we applied for a grant for an album, or if you know if we self funded or whatever, we have enough music for an album we have two singles ready to come out right away and a plan of attack at how to finish them because they're mostly done because I've been um, slowly chipping away at them, which is a point like slowly when you slowly chip away at something, there's not this big mountain of work at the end. And I've been, I, I slowly chipped away at these two songs since December, made demos, made a bunch of parts ideas. And now I have two decent quality demos that I can send around to the bandmates, send to the producer. It's just like, it's just so much simpler. Uh, I, I, I'm still struggling with um, the reaching out and the sales and the, the, the stuff that is a major, a major barrier for me, but that's okay. As long as I do a little bit. If I do a little bit, that'll be more than what I didn't do for months on end last year. And then each time I do a little bit, 
you get a, just a tad bit more comfortable, which means your baseline increases, which means if you're seeking discomfort, if your baseline is cold calling five people a week and you're not, you're like, whatever, and you're comfortable with it, that used to be a nightmare for you. It's like you just increase these baselines. And now my baseline is like getting up early. Like now my baseline is working out, is running a, a certain distance, is, is working a certain amount on music or making, I don't know. It's, uh, it's all this stuff. It, it just adds up slowly, slowly, slowly. And uh, if you're listening to this podcast, because I, again, I, I don't really, I don't know where, where I'm going right or wrong. Is this entertainment? Is this self-help? Like, I, I love comedy. I'd love to be entertaining. But if, if you're listening to this, this is obviously, it means it's like striking some sort of chord with you. And there's at least a few hundred listeners. Every, I don't know where it comes from. Every episode that uh, that tune in and if it's striking a chord i mean it, it may it may just be that you like the entertaining ones or the self-help ones but i would I, w- I would say that if you can take anything from these these self-helpy episodes it's not to let them motivate you cuz motivation is a limited it'll just deplete in 2 weeks it it would just be like have a loose idea of where you want to end up. And for me, I loosely know I want to just be paid to create. And I love all this music and I would love to just have a, an, a, a tons of music out there and be known for it and be paid for it and, and have a free lifestyle, whether, whether it comes from music or whether I end up making that sales funnel. So I don't, you know, I don't have to be a slave to, to it, some sort of hours of a job, whatever it is. I, I know I want these general principles. And instead of overthinking the path, I'm just s- slowly going to chip away every day. And I bet you, and I'll, I'm shaking into the camera right now if you want to bet me, I'll bet you $1,000 by the end of this year, I'll have achieved more um, than in my last three years combined, like objectively. So like you can see whatever output um, any, any metric you want, uh, that's how confident I am. And it's also nice to put these commitments out there. Anyway, appreciate, uh, appreciate as always having this outlet. Um, I don't know what to do as usual about bringing the entertainment back. Like I love just when we just get drunk, I don't know when I have guests on, if I'm going to ask them these introspective questions as much a part of me wants to just shoot the shit and have a really good time and make some good content. But like, this is the stuff I care about because it's so important to me to be successful. So I don't know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll find a mixture of both. We'll see. But one thing's for sure the podcast is now called almost famous because I'm fully committed to John famous and uh, being a rock star and the music coming out is dope. Again, the 10 songs beyond we have each one gets better and better. Uh, if I can put them all out this year, I will have put out more, almost double what what I did in the last three years. So that's that, folks. Get psyched. Have a good rest of your week. And uh, COVID cases worldwide have dropped by 60%, and researchers don't know why. So I'm hoping that's good news, not bad news, and the sign of something bigger, but a 60% drop.
in COVID. So this could be a boom after this, and it might just be the right time to have a band. In the roaring 20s, the 2020, and we're just going to play live shows. I think they should legalize drugs for a hot minute. I don't know. Everyone is no longer in a relationship for a year. It's just a full for a year. Um, and just keep the government money flowing just for a year of like, let's just fire things up again. Just a suggestion. You don't, you know, you know, anyways, rock and roll. See you later. Oh